Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, young ladies. It's Kristen. And Caroline. A couple years ago... Way before the pandemic times, we made a series of pep talks. And for the very first time, we are bringing them out from behind the premium paywall for you because we do not want to hide our pep talk light under a (laughs) bushel any longer. No, we love the light from our pep talks. And so we have picked six of our favorites that we think are the perfect uplift for closing out 2021 and starting the new year all fresh and full of pep. You're going to get three this week and three next week. That is so much pep, y'all. Enjoy. I think that was the moment when I realized, like, I am not this. I am not a woman. I am not a man. I am not this flesh. I'm being me for me. And that's it. and welcome to the Unladylike Pep Talks album. I'm Kristen. I'm Caroline. Pep Talks are pick-me-ups for when patriarchy gets you down. Starring some of our favorite, most inspirational, hilarious, and brilliant unladies. Today, non-binary model and activist Rain Dove is here to give us a pep talk on breaking the gender binary. And Kristen, Rain did not always plan to be a model. After losing a bet to a friend, Rain went to a Calvin Klein casting call, and after the first day, they were asked to come back. So Rain figures, like, oh, I'm probably going to get cast for a women's modeling job. But the gig ended up being for a men's underwear show. Nowadays, Rain is hired for modeling campaigns of all genders, and that's the way Rain likes it. In their personal life, Rain doesn't go by specific gender pronouns, although for this pep talk, we're using they-them pronouns. We first came across Rain on Instagram. There, they post images of themselves dressed in both men's and women's versions of the same outfits. One of Rain's mottos that I really love from the pep talk is fuck the limits, basically saying like, okay, I'm tired of code switching from like the female box to the male box or male to female, whatever. I'm just going to be me and kind of come out as me. And that doesn't just go for gender. Like, that goes for sexual orientation as well. So, y'all, without further ado, let's hear from Rain Dove. My name is Rain Dove. Rain like from the sky, dove like the bird. I am 
mostly known as a model and an activist. When I was growing up, I always thought that the F on my birth certificate stood for fail, failure, or fugly, maybe. I mean, I don't fit what society deems to be a fuckable woman. I'm tall, I had big muscles, an upper lip stash that just didn't quit it after second grade, armpit hair that grows like Rumpelstiltskin's beard, you know? I just had this knowledge at a really young age that I was not fuckable. And therefore, as a girl, I was deemed to be an ugly girl. And I had to deal with that. I had to deal with the fact that, okay, I'm not going to be the girl next door. I'm not going to be the person who gets to ride off into the sunset and have an easy life where I'm cared for. What does this mean? What kind of girl am I? What kind of person am I? Later on, I became a firefighter. I wasn't really a firefighter. I was a wild firefighter, which basically is like wildfire prevention. But everyone calls me a firefighter. It makes me sound really cool, but I was just actually very dirty and very sinky <laughs> all the time, <laughs> cutting trees down. Um, and while I had that experience, um, there were several points, including on my own crew, uh, in which I was mistaken as a male. And that had never happened to me before. I'd always thought I was an ugly woman. And suddenly, here's this person saying that I looked like a cis, white, hetero guy. At first, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I got the golden ticket. I'm like cutting lines. I'm like, excuse me, out of the way. I got privilege. I'm going to just tap into that privilege there. But as I spent time in this identity as male, I began to realize that there were many, many things that we have, um, and I call them sexpectations, many sexpectations that we have on men that I never really thought about, even the most privileged men in society, things that you have to sacrifice about yourself. For instance, you can't be as stylistically explorative, and you can't, um, when you're emotional, it always comes at a cost. And I left that experience realizing that no matter how I was identified, male or female, I was always going to be held back by society in some way, for some reason, because of what someone thinks is on my birth certificate. So I decided that I was going to present as what I consider to be the most profitable gender in a given situation. For instance, if I wanted to go out and have a drink, I present as female in order to get free drinks and free entry. And then if I wanted to go home, a little bit sloshed, I would present as male because it is safer and easier. And oftentimes, as a female, I am perceived as a trans woman, and that ends in violence. I did that for a little while, and then I got tired. I got tired of having to study a room, having to study my wardrobe. I would open up my bureau like I was opening up a toolbox. I would look at my socks and my shoes and every garment as this practical tool that was going to help me tap into something. And then I just decided to stop, say fuck it to the limits. When that happened, my whole life changed. I stopped referring to myself as male or female because I realized that I am neither, I am all. And sure, I might have a clit, but my clit isn't the same shape or smell or functionality as yours. My internal organs, my hormone structure, everything in my body is not the same as every other person with an F on their birth certificate. I am a unique vessel, a unique machine. And I think that language has such history to it. I just don't want to carry that thing around. So when I say that I am I, it's the best way I can shake off all the expectations, all the history that comes with the sound that feels like it burdens me with its limitations.
When I first came out as IMI, it, it confused a lot of people. Um, for some reason, just people want to know what's going on down there. Um, I had to determine whether or not I wanted to enforce a pronoun, for instance. When I said, I'm just I, my, one of my parents started calling me by male pronouns, uh, he, him. And the other uh, parent was like, you'll always be my daughter. I decided to let them use whatever language they wanted for me um, because I didn't want to spend the time or energy. I knew who I was, and what they see is their truth as well. That was probably the biggest point of contention that I had was, like, the pronoun thing, you know, what people call you. And then also coming out as somebody who I love who I love and I fuck who I fuck. I mean, that is a very confusing thing for a lot of people, too. They're like, yeah, but who is that person? What does that person look like? And for some reason, we want to know. Food, shelter, water, and can I fuck you? You know, it's just this weird thing. Oh, and are you a threat? You know, it's this weird thing that people have to kind of be unwired from. When I came out about my identity and my sexuality, it was a really lonely time period. There are a lot of people that were concerned about the ramifications on my family, especially the religious parts of my family. I spent a good portion of my existence during that time period homeless. I didn't have any credit. I didn't really have a lot of money. I was like picking up Craigslist jobs and just kind of bouncing around. I couldn't afford an apartment or a room. I didn't have the credit to get it even if I wanted to. And I found myself sleeping in backyards and in my car. At any time, I could have gone home. At any time, I'm sure I could have gone home if I just played the game and played the rules. I'd, I would have been safe with a warm bed and food and my parents, they're divorced, but either one of them would have taken care of me in their homes. But the thought of not being able to be free in who I was, it seemed that my hunger for my identity was always going to be greater than the actual hunger that I had from that period of homelessness in my life. I was proud of my struggle. I was proud that, like, I spent this time out in, like, backyards. I, I had this immense sense of this is how I really know that this is who I am because this would seem like a big sacrifice for a lot of people. It was not hard for me because it was just the easier choice. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone has that feeling or that conviction. For some people, their family feels like their entire life. I've had to really step back and listen a lot during my journey because my experience, just like anyone else's experience, is so unique that it doesn't necessarily translate to everyone. One of the things that people say, and this, this thing that they say oftentimes comes from a place of privilege. And so I wouldn't say it's the worst advice, but it's advice that I think we have to be aware of the audience that it goes to. And that's just like the, like, fuck them all. You just be loud, you be proud, and you just be out there. The thing is, is that not everybody has the ability to do that without violence. You know, I just went to Turkey, and in Istanbul, it was a, a lot 
more cosmopolitan, a lot more open. But you go right outside just 20 minutes and people are still getting stoned. They're still getting beaten. They're still getting whipped for being open. And that was really hard to see. As a person who is privileged, you go into these communities and it's just like you can't possibly have somebody watch a video and then they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to be open, I'm going to be proud of who I am, and then, you know, they die. They get hurt. Um, I think the one of the best pieces of advice I've, I've heard is the most important thing is that you're honest with yourself. That's the most important thing. It's good to be honest with everyone around you. And if you find that strength and that space in your life where you can just be open and free about who you are, that is incredible. But if for some reason you cannot, then being honest with yourself, no one can take that truth away. Okay, so I'm going to start off this pep talk by saying congratulations. You are deciding to be you, and that is fucking awesome. But not everyone's going to find it awesome, and you're going to have to be okay with that. There are going to be people that are going to hate you. It's going to happen. Chances are one day you're going to be eating a Dorito just standing there eating the Dorito, and someone's going to walk up, see you eating that Dorito, and be like, that is absolutely disgusting. I cannot believe The way that you put that Dorito in your mouth is absolutely just people like you. That's what's wrong with this world. But just as much as there's someone who's guaranteed to hate you in a world of 7.8 billion people, odds are that means that there's someone who's guaranteed to love you for almost absolutely seemingly no reason. Someone's going to walk up, literally see you eating that Dorito, be like, the way that you eat that Dorito. I have never seen anything like this before in my life. Someone will love you. It's okay. You love you. You love yourself enough to listen to this talk. You love yourself enough to know your truth. You don't have to always share your truth with people that you feel will harm you. It's okay not to. You don't even have to come out. There's no such thing as coming out. Why do you have to announce it? We don't have to announce it. Do it if you feel like you need to take a stance to correct the environment that you're in. But don't do it at the risk of your life because you are an incredible person. And I'm a person who loves you. I'm a person who is out here waiting for you to come into the world and give it everything that you've got. People like you save lives just by surviving, by living. And there's no such thing as gender unless you want there to be. It's all a fabrication. It's the matrix. It is all a part of this silly social tapestry that doesn't really mean anything unless you want it to. If you have the freedom and privilege to speak to the people that you love and you find the strength, do it. If you truly love somebody, honesty often is the best expression of that. Whether it's with your friends 
or whether it's with your family, telling somebody in a loving way, this is how I'm able to be my best person, not just for myself, but also for you. It helps. And if you're a young person in school and you're like, hey, you know what? Like, I want to come out to my parents. I can't handle having to hide this anymore. Then when you sit down with your parents, you're basically saying, look, parents, here's what's happening. I have a hard time being able to focus and do my best at school when I'm not able to be myself. It consumes so much of who I am that it's actually hindering my ability to be able to get the best grades possible for me to have the best future possible and therefore potentially the best possibility of a great paycheck to take care of you in the future. Just make it practical. Just be real. Be honest. If you have the privilege and ability to do that and don't walk into it expecting that your parents are going to hate you for it. Walk into it with positive intentions, positive space. It's awesome what you're about to tell them. You're giving them a tool to help you. And a lot of parents, that's all they want to do is help. They're going to be concerned. They might not be able to process it. And you have to be okay with that because your parents have only had that moment to kind of think about what's happening. You've had your entire life to process it. You have to be okay with just knowing that being honest with them is a huge fucking honor. They're allowed to have a little bit of a fluff up about it. Be consistent, be persistent, and know that no matter what, even if they don't get it, you get it. And when you're 18 or when you graduate high school and you have the ability to be emancipated, you have the ability to go wherever you want in the world. So if that environment ultimately isn't for you, there's other environments that are there for you, like New York City, San Francisco, L.A., like wherever you want to be. It can be really scary. And it's going to take them a little while to unwind. So the best way that you can show that you're going to be just fine is to just keep on showing up. Be consistent. Be persistent. You got this. No one can ever take that truth away from you no matter where you're at. Explore. Wear what you want to wear. Have whatever style you want to have. If you have the privilege to be in an environment in which you can do so without getting hurt, do it. And if you don't, then work towards living in a place where you can. Hold on. I love you. Find me. You can ask me anything online. You can um, hit me up on Instagram, and I will always respond every time if you need someone to talk to. You're not alone. I got you. Here, here. And y'all can follow Rain on Instagram at Rain Dove Model. We hope that Rain Dove put a pep in y'all's step, Unladies. You can find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unladylike Media. You can also drop us a line at hello at unladylike.co. And you can support Caroline and me directly by joining our Patreon. You will get instant access to our ad-free bonus episodes and a new bonus episode every week, including our totally subjective top five moments of 2021, because 10 would be too many, because 2021 was a bit of a hellfire. You can find it all over at patreon.com slash unladylikemedia. Nora Ritchie is the senior producer of Unladylike. Michelle O'Brien is our associate producer. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Shruti Marate transcribes our tape. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Mixing is by Andy Christens. Sound design and additional music is by Casey Holford and Andy Christens. Nora Ritchie, Jenny Barish, and Joanna Kelly contributed vocals. 
Special thanks to Abigail Keel and Aaron Nestor. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney, Daisy Rosario, and Unladylike Media. This podcast was created by your hosts, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin of Unladylike Media. And remember, need a little pep in your step? Get Unladylike. Was that the last pep? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Stitcher.